This is Christopher Radiant Fire Radio, and I have a very special guest with me, Richard Capriola. He's the author of The Addicted Child. He has a lot of insights that he's going to share with us today that is going to help you as a parent, a step-parent, meet the needs of your kids. This is part three of The Addicted Child's Parent Guide with Richard Capriola. So in terms of success for being able to break the child out of these addictive behaviors and patterns is it is it looking good right now or is it is this still an uphill battle i know how hard it is for adults but um you know because of having to deal with some of these right now what are you seeing as far as children are they are you finding success rates yes yes i i i i believe that once the intervention is done once the appropriate assessments are being conducted and the diagnosis is determined and a treatment plan is offered to the family, to the parents, and the, and the child gets into the appropriate treatment program, then yes, I, I believe that there can be tremendous success for both the child and for the family. Obviously, the earlier you catch these warning signs, the earlier you get the assessments and the treatment plan in place, and the earlier you can begin treatment, the sooner you can move beyond this. But, but there is hope. Uh, treatment does work. And there is no one treatment that fits every child. It has to be individualized. Really? Some, 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 some children will do very well in an outpatient program where they may see somebody maybe once or twice a week. Other children might do well in what we call an intensive outpatient program where they go in maybe three or four times a week. And then for some children where the, where the substance use is so severe or there are serious underlying issues like depression or anxiety or trauma or an eating disorder or self-injury, that child may, may be served best by going into what we call a residential treatment program where they will be in a residential program for quite a period of time. Mm. But it, the type of treatment really comes down to the diagnosis and what's best for that child. Wow. So do you have any cases in your book about uh, successes or failures? Or I have some examples of, of kids that I, that I have treated. Um, you know, um, just some very brief information about what they were going through. But I can say that because I worked in a psychiatric hospital, that there were a tremendous number of success stories as a result of kids who came into the hospital reluctantly. They didn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, they tried to, to get out of coming into the hospital. Um, and, and they came in usually very angry. But after a few days or maybe a week, they sort of settled down. They got into the process. They got into the routine. And I saw some actually in just a, just a matter of a few weeks, I saw some remarkable changes in these kids. Now, most of them went on for further treatment. Right. But even in our treatment units, because we had some units that actually worked on treat, treatment, um, there, were, there are some remarkable uh, stories that come out of treatment. That's exciting. You know, that gives, uh, that should give every parent some type of hope who has yeah. to deal with these, these uh, particular addictions and situations. And right now, there's so many different things that are going on. 
I, I like how you incorporated even uh, uh, the, the harm, the help harming themselves, and also the problems with food because that's something that gets overlooked as well. You know, we're, we're quick to look at uh, as parents. You know, we're quick to look for drugs or smoking or you know something like that. But you know, the types of things with your child not eating, you know, because they're trying to lose weight or they're overeating, you know. It, that's interesting that you um you picked up on those addictive behaviors as well. It's very important because sometimes I think we focus on the child's drug use or their alcohol use, and we put so much attention on it that it's very easy to miss maybe some other underlying issue that's going on. And, and that's why uh, it, it's so important to get a comprehensive assessment, not just an assessment that's looking at the child's alcohol or drug use, but a comprehensive assessment that's looking at the entire picture of your child. If those other issues are there, they get uncovered uh, because they're going to need treatment too. You can't just treat the alcohol and drug use if you've got these other issues going on. So it's very important to, that a parent get a complete picture of what's going on uh, with their child. Have you ever run into situations where the parent is addicted as well and they're trying to fix the kid without fixing themselves? I, I think that happens uh, because uh, many parents are in denial when it comes to their own substance use. Mm -hmm. uh, they can sort of spot their kids' use, uh, but but they're not willing to necessarily address uh, their own use. And, and that can complicate treatment. It can make it much more difficult. Have you had any cases where this involves uh, molestations, sexual abuses, where the child gets into sex addictions as well? No, I haven't seen uh, that in the adolescent population. I've seen it in, in the adult population, but I haven't seen it uh, in, in the adult or in the adolescent population. I, I, have, uh, I have seen some kids who get into compulsive gaming, uh, you know, video compulsive gaming. gaming? Really? Yeah, you know, where they're on their, their gaming machines and, and, and it really becomes a, a compulsive behavior. Wow. Um, and I saw something not too long ago about how the pandemic has uh, has affected gaming among adolescents because they've been captured at home. They've been home so much that the amount of time these kids are spending on their on their gaming devices, whether it's on their phone or through a, 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 a gaming system, um, has really increased substantially because the kids have been pretty much isolated at home. My goal is to get this book in front of as many parents as, as possible, both those who are struggling with children using these substances and those who don't have uh, children struggling with the issue. My goal is to get this in the hands of every parent, every grandparent who has a, uh, every parent who has a child that is either a teenager or a pre-teenager mm -hmm. because I want every parent to have this information, even if they don't need it right now, to have it at their fingertips, to have it as a resource. Hopefully, it will help them feel uh, better prepared in the event they have to deal with this issue. Uh, so my goal is to educate parents. My goal is to give them hope, is to help them understand a little bit better uh, what this subject is all about, how their child's brain works, um, what assessments are needed, what warning signs are out there. Um, I, I just want them to feel better prepared to deal with this issue in the event that they have to.
and it and and I made this book available. Uh, it's very concise. Like I said, it only runs about 107 pages because I know parents don't have a lot of time to do a lot of reading, but I wanted it to be a resource that they could read very quickly. It's available as a Kindle for people who like to read on their Kindle, okay. but it's also available in paperback uh, for those who would like to have a paperback copy that they can hold on to. Um, there's also a parent workbook. Uh, that might help some parents process what they're going through as well, because I think parents need help as well as the kids. Yes. Are there any type of support groups that have sprung out of this book? No, not because of the book, but uh, but I do have resources in my book for, for parents uh, and, and included in those resources are some information about uh, support groups for both kids and for the parents um, that, that I think hopefully they'll find helpful if they need those. Because I think it's important that parents get help and support as well. Yes. Yes. Well, Mr. Capriola, thank you for sharing the Addicted Child Parents Guide with us. Um, you can find this at helptheaddictedchild.com. And please make sure that you get a copy of this, Step Parents, and make sure that you take a hold and look at the warning signs that Mr. Capriola has found. Any closing comments, closing thoughts? No, I just want to say that I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and to share your thoughts and your comments on this as well. And uh, if you have any questions that people send in to you or your family and friends uh, bring up questions that maybe we didn't have an opportunity to discuss, I'd be more than happy to come back and have another conversation with you. But Very really nice. But I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. And if, uh, if, if you'd like to have another session sometime, just, uh, just let me know, and I'll be glad to uh, come back on. Absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Capriola. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been Christopher of Radiant Fire Radio, and I have the author, Richard Capriola, The Addicted Child. just want to thank him for coming. And make sure that you go to his webpage and pick up this book. This is going to be an important resource for you. We are Thank committed you. to excellence and truth. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you as we go forth in this endeavor in this hour. We pray that God would be with you. His prophetic mantle and his prophetic anointing would be upon your life. Please feel free to contact us at any time with questions, comments, or concerns. You can reach us at Christopher at RadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries. And you can subscribe to our YouTube page, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries, on YouTube.